Good morning, everyone. I don't have any extra, well, I do have an extra announcement, and I want to remind everybody that we do have line dancing tomorrow, uh, Tuesday. So other than that, don't forget to read your bulletins, and Sheila has an announcement. Couple announcements. First of all, um, we do have a poinsettia that's looking for a home, so one of our purchasers decided she does not want to bring it home, so if you'd like one, please take it. Um, also, we have a something new this year. We're doing a retreat January 14th. We would like to know who's planning on coming. All are welcome. We're hoping to do some goal setting for the church for the year 2023. We just would like you to sign up so we know how many are coming so we can plan food and activities accordingly. What's, what time is that going to be? It's going to be 9 to 4 in Dundee. Also, we are going to be starting a new Bible study, women's Bible study. Uh, the bad girls of Clinton UMC are going to read about the bad girls of the Bible. So if you would like to join us, please let me know. The books are on sale until tomorrow, so I'm planning to order tonight. So if you could just let me know you'd like to join us. Even if you don't want to join us but you'd like to read the book, let me know that, and I'll get you a copy of the book. They're about $10.50. Thank you. Now, I'm going, uh, I'd like you to please listen while I do the call to worship. God says, if, if with all your hearts you will truly seek me, then you shall most certainly find me. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Do not be fake before the Lord, and he will lift you up. And our first hymn today is number 220, Angels from the Realm of Glory.
share, share words of kindness and peace. They both will preach. Good. Happy New Year. I look a mess. I'm showing, I'm, showing, I'm showing almost every ounce of the food I ate for the holidays. you to take a moment to look at um, the um, prayer lists. Um, there's a lot going on in lots of people's lives. Um, I'm wishing I could say that it was all good. Sadly, it's not. Some, some of the things are, are very good. And we're, we're glad for that and thank God for that. You have something, Tim? Just one. Go. Um, I'd just like to let everyone know who might have known Connie Pratt. Uh, she passed away yesterday about 12:15. So, you know, prayers for her kids, especially her youngest, Troy, who's developmentally disabled and really having a hard time with this. So, you know, God bless the Pratt family at this time of sorrow. Amen. We have folk that are struggling with, sadly struggling with disease. Some with cancer. Um, as we've spoken about it before, um, some are near what traditionally Christians have called their birthday. which is exceedingly hard for family because it means they have gone on to be with Jesus and are born anew in the kingdom of God. And it becomes, for us, the time of transition because they've left a big empty spot. This is Communion Sunday, and we're going to focus on the prayer of confession this morning. I would like to invite you to join me. Oh God, you have more than enough love for each of us. We know that you have come into our world to be with us. 
you have come as the Christ. We know that you have given us so much. You have given us a world that is beautiful, rich, and full. Yet we have done so little in return. We are not like the Magi of old who eagerly persisted in seeking to find you. Too often we neither look for you in our lives, nor do we recognize you when you are present. You came for peace, we harbor hostilities. You came to put us right with each other and with you. We are so cruel to each other and talk with each other down. We, you came to teach us love and courage. We are afraid and worry about such foolish things. Forgive us our littleness. Make the miracle of Christmas happen in our hearts. Let us see our sins. Give us the courage to confess them. Let us have the power to forsake them. Give us the wisdom to learn from them. Allow us to live in the new year with the promise of peace and the victory of decency through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Today is a very sacramental Sunday. You're now seeing why I usually don't like to wear my stole. Thank you. There, thank you. A reminder about the stole. In the history of the church, the person with the stole, okay, is the person who is in a line from Jesus. Okay? It means that what has happened has been those closest to Jesus, the apostles, passed on what they learned from Jesus, okay, who in turn passed it on to those who followed them, who also believed in Jesus. The stole, whether it be our church or the Catholic church or the Orthodox church, the Lutheran church, okay, says that the person who wears the stole is in a direct line from Jesus. That's the meaning of apostolic succession, okay? What's special about it is who people learned from, all right? Does it make me a better person? I wish. Okay, but what it says is, I've learned from good people. Okay, it says that I was blessed by good people. All right, and it's a way of assuring that 
the blessings I pass on are good blessings. Okay? All that is said to bless you with this. Ours is an open communion. All are invited to the bread and cup. The only thing we ask is that you confess. We've done that together. All right? Our Lord has given us, notice I use the word us, has given us permission to forgive. Okay? Hear this word of assurance. Your sins are forgiven. You are loved by God. Embrace the blessing. Embrace the blessing. Now, when was the last time you forgave somebody? Now, if you were in our last communion service, hopefully that was, that was not the only the last time, but at least you did it then. Turn to someone near you and say to them, you are forgiven. Thank you. And I would appreciate it if you would forgive me. You are forgiven, Pastor Mike. Thank you ever so much. Now, we are going to be very busy, all right? And amongst the things that we're going to be busy doing is we're going to be celebrating a new little one in the kingdom of God. And I'll, yeah, okay. Better shy, better shy than cries of terror. <laughs> and um, we will be celebrating Amelia's baptism in just a little while. All right. And you'll hear me say this again later. This is something that we all do. Okay. This is something that we all do. Not just the preacher. It's something we all do. Okay? Because what we are doing with baptism, all right, and I'll be sharing more with the children during the, the children's time, okay? What we do with baptism is we say, Welcome to God's family. Nuestra familia, huh? <laughs> Would you join me in the prayer that our Lord has taught us? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Would you take a moment for silent prayers? For God will speak in his turn during prayer.
Amen. Please join me in a Christmastide affirmation of faith. We believe in God. God sustains the universe with great love. We believe in our Lord Jesus. He came from God to live among us. In his living, he showed us God. He died on our behalf. He lives again to help us. We believe in the Holy Spirit. The Spirit guides us and comforts us. The Spirit brings us joy and love. We believe in our discipleship to our Lord needs to reveal itself in loving, kind, and obedient service. Amen. If you are able, would you stand for the Gloria? seated. If you'd like to sing along, this is number 234 in your hymnal, O Come All Ye Faithful. Verses 1, 3, and 4. Oh, 
Not, not, not that Kim is recruiting. Thursday morning, 10.30. Okay. Would the children come, please? exactly what I want you to do. Are you here because Emily's going to be baptized today? Yeah. Yeah? That's pretty cool, huh? You know what this is right here? Yeah. What? <laughs> Can you tell me what it is? It's my birthday, my grandma. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is going to have a little bit of water in it. Can you see in there? You can come see. Come on, you don't have to be shy. It's okay. See? And what's gonna happen is we're gonna put a little bit of water in here. Okay? And then we're gonna say special prayers for Emily. Okay? And then We'll touch her, okay? And tell her that she is God and God loves her, okay? She's a little bit too little to understand all that means, but that's okay. Because one of the things that happens is people bigger than she is, like you, can help her understand how much God loves her as she grows up. And we hope that the big people, okay, we hope that the big people will help you understand that too. All right? Now, we usually have a prayer. So can we say a, a little prayer? Oh, Lord, we thank you. We thank you that we are all yours. And we take, oh, Lord, time to just remember as we welcome Emily into your family, how much you love her and how much you love us. Be with us and keep us. Hear our prayer. Amen. Now, we have someone with a special surprise. If you'll go down that way, see the lady sitting in the chair down there? She has something for you. Will you uh, would you prefer to wait till she comes here? 
Okay. It all works. Except for the reverend who gets tangled up in everything. That's okay. Thank you for coming. Yeah. I realized this morning that this is the first time I've done this in over 10 years. Thank you for the opportunity. Okay. See the smile? <laughs> I'm retired. <laughs> I want to invite all of us to open the hymnal. Okay. The hymnal to page 39, and a reminder to our regulars, the hymnal is also the book of worship. Okay? So if you ever want to know what the baptismal service looks like, hymnal. Okay? Wedding service, hymnal. Funeral service, hymnal. <laughs> okay? Page 39. Brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the spirit. All this is God's gift offered to us without price. Now, the question is, do you all want to come up? Because if you all want to come up, that's fine. Come on. As I, told, I, as I told the family, nothing can go wrong, okay? Nada, 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 okay? Nothing. We may take a little time, but nothing will go wrong. We'll leave you with mom for as long as possible, okay? <laughs> you see things that you want. We'll, we'll oblige you in just a little minute. I introduce you to Amelia Marie Keva. Okay? And her mother, Selena. Her father, Matthew. Her godparents, Mariana. Huh? Okay, I got it right. And Bill. Okay. 
Yeah, isn't she beautiful? Now, I get to ask you questions. The questions are about how you will take care of this one. Okay? And it's based on how you believe. Not how you think I think you should believe. Okay? It's how you believe. On behalf of the whole church, I ask you, do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness and reject the evil powers of this world and repent of your sin? If you do, please answer, I do. You can answer these questions too, folks. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? If you do, please answer, I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in his grace, and promise to serve him as your Lord in union with the church, which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? If you do, please answer, I do. And that's fine. Okay. Will you nurture Amelia? Will you nurture Amelia? That means every chance you get, every time she shows up. Okay. Will you nurture Amelia in Christ's holy church that by your teaching and your example, they may be guided to accept God's grace for themselves and profess their, hope, their faith openly and lead a Christian life. If you will, please answer, I will. Now, I need to turn my back to you and talk to them. She's good. All right. Now, Christ's body, the church. Do you reaffirm your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ? If you do, please answer, we do. That wasn't loud enough. Will you nurture one another in Christian faith and life and include Amelia and her family? We do. Okay. Will you? Okay. Keep them in your care. Now, you have a long reply to this one. I'm waiting. With God's help, we will proclaim the good news and live according to the example of Christ. We will surround this person with a community of love and forgiveness that she may grow in her service to others. We will pray for her that she will be true disciple and walk in the way that leads to life. Now, let us join together in professing the Christian faith as contained in the scriptures of the Old and New Testament do you believe in God the Father? We believe in God the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into death. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven, is seated at the right hand of the Father, 
and will come again to judge the living and the dead. Do you believe in the Holy Spirit? I believe in the Holy Spirit, the communion of the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Thank you. Now, I need to reach behind you. <laughs> okay. Within Methodism, we embrace water as a symbol. It's an important symbol, okay? It's the symbol that reminds us that everything started with water, okay? Science and religion disagree about lots of things, <laughs> but they agree everything started with water. Okay, everything started with water. We can't talk about life unless we talk about water. Yeah. Okay, when nothing existed but chaos, God swept across the dark waters, brought forth light. In the days of Noah, God saved those on the ark from the water. After the flood, you set in the clouds a rainbow and when you saw your people as slaves in Egypt, you led them to freedom through the sea. Their children you brought through the Jordan to the land that you promised them. In fullness, that's okay because you're supposed to sing that part and we're not going to sing it. Okay? In the fullness of time, you sent Jesus nurtured in the water of the womb. He was baptized by John and anointed by your spirit. He called his disciples to share in the baptism of his death and resurrection and make disciples of all nations. Pour out your Holy Spirit to bless this gift of water and Emily who receives it. Wash away all, O oh Lord, that would keep them from you. Clothe them in righteousness throughout their lives that dying and being raised with Christ she may share in his final victory over death. Now, all praise to you, eternal Father, through your Son, Jesus Christ, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns forever. Amen. Come on, Mike. I'm showing my age. Too many pockets. It's okay. We're good. Thank you.
but I'm adding to the waters frankincense. It's a reminder of this little one is royalty now. That's part of what baptism does. Mm hmm. What it does. Emily, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. We did good. And we didn't put you to the horrible task of being held in the arms of the preacher. <laughs> it is our joy to welcome our new sister in Christ. Through baptism, you are incorporated by the Holy Spirit into God's new creation and made to share in Christ's royal priesthood. We are all one in Christ Jesus. With joy and thanksgiving, we welcome you as members of the family of Christ. Members of the household of God, I commend to you, Emily and her. Amelia, sorry. We just, no mistakes. we just had what a dear friend of mine describes as OPB, old person behavior. <laughs> Where was I? Members in the, of the household of faith, we commend to you, Amelia, to your love and care. Do all in your power to increase her faith, confirm her hope, and perfect her in love. Thanks to all that God has already given you, and we welcome you in Christian love. As members together with you in the body of Christ and in this congregation of the United Methodist Church, we renew our covenant faithfully, participate in the ministries of the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, and our service, that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. God of all grace, establish her in your love. Walk with her and keep her, and, O oh Lord, work all things for her good. Hear our prayer. Amen. Thank you. Folks, welcome the newest member of the household of faith. You're, that's not enthusiastic enough. Come on. Yay. Yes. to love.
trust and love God more than all. Oh, this is wonderful seeing my family here and my grandchildren. God bless them all. Amen. You wouldn't believe Sandy's a proud great grandma, would you? Well, we'll take all we can get, <laughs> including an offering now. Jesus, amongst the things we've done this morning, as we brought you Amelia, and we bring to you ourselves, we bring our gifts, we pray that you would take her, take us, take all, and somehow use all for the glory of your kingdom. Hear our prayer. Amen. Amen. Our hymn of preparation for this morning is 618. Three verses only. Let 
sing. You may be seated. The scripture focus for this morning is taken from the book of the prophet Amos, chapter 7, verses 7 and 8. This is what he showed me. The Lord was standing beside a wall built with a plumb line and with a plumb line in his hand. And the Lord said to me, Amos, what do you see? And I said, a plumb line. Then the Lord said, see, I am setting a plumb line in the midst of my people Israel. I will never again pass them by. I'm going to continue on with verse 9. The high places of Isaac shall be desolate. The sanctuaries of Israel shall be laid waste. And I will rise against the house of Jeroboam with the sword. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Once again, you have homework. Okay? Your homework is to read the entire book of Amos. It's nine chapters. It'll take you less than 20 minutes. Okay. So, how's New Year starting for you? Great. Okay. All right. Good. Is it at least somewhat exciting? Okay. I mean, you came to church, what a noisy bunch, eh? A 
Or is it more the same old, same old? Good. Now, the new year's starting off very differently for me. The biggest change has meant that for the first time in about a decade, this old retired guy is filling the roles of elder once again in the United Methodist Church. You're welcome. That's something that's been totally unexpected. Okay. You know, it's, uh, let, how, to, how to do this? It's harder for me to say, see this smile? I'm retired. Because then people say, then how come you're not acting like it? Okay. Now, being here has meant more than simply preaching. There are other things that elders do. The list includes sacraments. And, oh, they left. Thank, thank you for the chance to, for doing something that has been rare amongst Methodists, okay? We don't have many young families. We're mostly gray hairs and no hairs. And so it's, there she is. Okay. And, um, and so um, to be able to do a baptism is wonderful. Okay. I wish that I could do it with perfection, but I'm not able to. But the list of being an elder includes sacraments, word, and order. And the order part of it's meant more than assisting in the administration of this church, it included acting as presiding elder for at least three annual charge conferences for other churches. Okay? And you all will be pleased to know that you all ain't doing bad. Yay! That's it. Did, did I, do I hear a second to that? Yay! Now... This isn't complaining. Overall, it's been a really good experience. And I thank you for making it that way. You all really made my Christmas with the gift you gave to pass along to Pastor Peter and his wife Anne in Kenya. Hope I can make it through this. Please accept my gratitude for your generosity. And Peter and Anne send you their thanks and appreciation. Okay. For them, the gift was an unexpected miracle. They cannot thank God or you enough. All right. Not only have they survived a 40-year drought, okay, but Peter shared with me, if you want to have an experience in things that can afflict other people. She's okay. She can stay. I've got a big mouth, bigger mouth than she does. Got that right. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> okay. But look up African army worm. Google it. Okay. Peter sent me a message that the army worms have swarmed after the drought. It's something that sometimes happens after drought, 
And because this drought was so severe, the swarms have been worse. They eat, thankfully, they don't eat beans. Peter and Anne, most of their garden is in beans. But any wheat or grass-based plant is done. You and others who have influenced my wife have colored my new year. It hasn't made it dark. It's thrown light on some things I've not considered for a while, and it's changed my focus for the new year. This new year won't be so much about resolutions. It'll be about being plumb. That means true to purpose. The things that have happened lately have pushed me to return to the biblical prophet Amos. Now, you're going to have to be patient with me. See, I had, a, I had a plan. And the plan was to talk about plumb line with the children. But, okay, because the little ones are all part of Amelia's life, it seemed important to spend time with them and talk to them about what's happening. You know, when we want to make something plumb now, we use something like this. Okay? It's a late... It's a level and a laser. And so you want something plumb, you do it like this. All right? Now, you know, things would be a whole lot easier if your preacher was more organized. Takes all the fun out of it. There it is. Okay. A basic tool. A plumb line. Okay. I went to get one of these so I could show it to you. And the guy that, that sold it to me, I asked him, I said, do you have a plumb line? And he says, I don't know. I've not seen one in a long time. Okay. Just a simple tool. Preach it. Woo! <laughs> that one'll preach. Okay. This was what was used to build the pyramids. Okay. Now some of you this morning are too young to know what the Zilwaukee Bridge is. Okay? Zilwaukee Bridge was a bridge, okay, across a certain river in Michigan. Okay? And two crews started. One on one side of the river, the other one on the other side of the river. Okay? And when they got to the middle of the river, 20 feet apart. 
okay, because they were off a quarter of an inch because someone didn't know how to use a level on a plumb line. Okay. A quarter of an inch doesn't sound like much, but it gets real serious real fast. I don't know what your role is, Matthew. Are you in the... Are you, can you... Can I ask you in public whether yes. you're into we weapons? Yes, yes. You are? Okay. Then you know. <laughs> you know how important a quarter inch is. <laughs> okay? Quarter, quarter of an inch, you're off at the start. You miss by miles. <laughs> you miss by miles. And so what happened was Amos, when God sent him to talk to the people of Israel, all right, he gave him a vision of God holding a plumb line. Way back in seminary, one of my professors had warned me that this particular prophet, Amos, had a way of throwing a monkey wrench into things. The professor pointed out that Amos is dramatic and he's unrelenting. How straight is straight? Amos was a prophet who had the knack for not pulling any punches. He was a shepherd. He worked the sheep. He protected them. Made sure they were fed and watered. He sheared them. He was a person who lived rather plainly and simply, and he heard the voice of God with Deeply cutting clarity. Unlike many other prophets, Amos did not take money. He didn't make a living off of prophecy. Money didn't matter much to him. My apologies to you every time I come to something like that, I get really feeling badly for taking money what I'm, for what I'm doing as a pastor. But that's my problem. Anyway, Amos was a prophet of doom, but not because he was cynical or pessimistic. It was just that Amos wasn't fooled because people and things around him looked good. He somehow knew in the depths of himself that looks can be terribly deceiving. Reaching deeply into his life and experience, Amos drew plain pictures to show how things really were. And one of the pictures that Amos used was the plumb line. The plumb line is the simple, straightforward tool that folks have used for thousands of years to determine whether anything 
a wall or a vertical edge is true. The plumb line is a pretty precise gauge. It's a gauge that's hard to fool, and it's pretty reliable. As I've already mentioned, it was used to build pyramids in Egypt and probably in South America. It was used to build the Taj Mahal. It was used to build the Roman aqueducts and other things that have been around for a long, long time. Amos said to the people of his day, God's coming. And he has a plumb line in his hand. Simple picture. He's got a plumb line in his hand. And the question he's going to ask is, are you true? Something that is plumb is true to purpose. It'll hold up. Amos wasn't a popular prophet. I noticed how quiet you all got. <laughs> he candidly told people that he was certain that God's plumb line would show them that they were nothing but crooked walls that look good. I'm standing here thinking about crooked walls. In one of my incarnations, I ran nursing homes, okay? And I was part, part uh, of a, a, a crew that, that built a nursing home, and I can remember walking in to the construction site one day, and I'll clean it up. The project, the construction manager was angry. Notice how I cleaned it up, okay? He was angry. And I said, man, what's going on? And he says, I just walked down the hall. That whole 120-foot partition, that's the wall, has to come out. I said, what? It isn't true. Contractor used warped lumber. We can't hang drywall. Amos told people that God wants us to not only look true, but to be true. That means true to purpose. A crooked wall can't do what it's supposed to do. And about the only way to true a seriously crooked wall is to tear that wall down and totally rebuild it. That construction manager was so angry. Rather than killing a contractor, he took the wall out himself. That's what Amos said God would do. That's really severe stuff. Okay? It's really severe stuff. Being back in the roles of elder has pushed me 
smack into Amos. So I've begun to ask myself some things. And it's important for me to ask these questions and to seek answers myself before I ask, okay, you. All right? What I'm asking myself is, am I going to live my life so that I am true? When God sets his plumb line next to me, will I measure up? I'm not talking perfect or flawless or laser straight. We're just talking solid and plumb. Or will I spend the year hanging wallpaper to merely make myself look good? After I started thinking about that, I began to think about God's plumb line. And I know what my plumb line is like. It's a string with a bob on it. A friend of mine machined a fancy brass one for me once. What is God's plumb line like? And I've been asking myself that question over and over again. What is God's plumb line like? Okay, And I ask myself these questions before I ask you. Okay? Because I don't think that I can ask you to do what I've not already done. Matt, I'm sure you've found in your experience it's easier to follow a leader who's already done it himself. Over and over again, I've been asking, what is God's plumb line like? And what has seemed like a revelation, and my wife kids me about my revelations, okay? I began to change the question to, who is God's plumb line? And the answer to that one is Jesus. Jesus is God's plumb line, the gauge by which we are measured for trueness. This morning in coffee with Mike before, before church, I found myself coming back with, with the group and saying, okay, we want to know what Jesus is like. Read Mark until we get it. Okay? The troublesome, challenging question is, how can I be more like Jesus as I live my life? How can I be more like Jesus? That seems an excellent question for beginning the new year. It also seems like an excellent question before coming to communion. When we come to communion... We do something that's more than just ritual. 
we're doing something that's rich in meaning. We have talked before about how on the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he broke it. And he said, this is my body. Christians have been really bad in terms of arguing about what that means. And then Jesus took the cup and he said, this is my blood. And then he said, do this in remembrance of me. As I've mentioned to you, I spent time amongst Quakers. Quakers don't have a sense of sacrament the way most churches do. They believe every time people break bread together, every time people have a meal, it's communion. Jesus ought to be there. When Jesus said, do this in memory of me, he wasn't talking about a sacrament once a month or on Sunday. Or it would be lovely to be able to, to celebrate sacrament every day. He wasn't talking about that kind of thing. Y'all know how much trouble I have with sliced bread. Because what it's done is it's torn apart one thing that has united people for thousands of years. A common loaf. You break some off or cut off a piece with your knife pass it on. One loaf. Many pieces bringing together many people. And the cup, Lord forget, you know, Lord forbid that we use a common cup. coronavirus, flu, everything else. Yes, I understand. I'm immune suppressed. Okay. Yes, I understand. However, there was a time. There was a time. The cup was common. We are together. Not just to say that we're together. Okay. All Christians believe that somehow, some way, when the prayer of consecration is done over the bread and the cup, something happens that somehow makes them the body and blood of Christ. 
What's more important is we take in the bread, we drink from the cup, we become Jesus. We become Jesus' body. It's for us to go into the world and do what Jesus has done. And Jesus has told us he will always be with us. Okay? We talk about the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is Jesus' presence with us in the moment, helping us do what Jesus would do. Is it intended to be a big burden? No. It's not. It's supposed to be family. In the best sense of being family. singing together it's crying together it's laughing together I wish I could get you all to do happy dance that, 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 that's been my biggest frustration with y'all happy dance it went right Woo! it went right Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Okay. Mama was willing to hold Amelia so I didn't have to fret about dropping her. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Amelia was good. Okay. She was good. And it went well. Yes. Happy dance. Okay. Yeah, we cry together. It's okay to dance together. Okay. You all have heard me say it before. I still scare my wife. Okay, because I keep threatening that I'm going to get six 25-gallon jars and keep them full of water in case when Jesus comes back, he wants to party. We forget about that part of Jesus. We forget about it. It's there. Okay? I firmly believe he knew how to happy dance. He could happy dance and he could pray. And he could say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Same person. Same person. Let us pray. Our blessed Jesus, thank you. Thank you that there's so much to who you have been and who you are. Thank you, oh Lord, for consecrating the bread and cup and making them more than we can ever imagine, not just with your words, 
but by what you have done. You have lived, you have died, you have risen again. O Lord, make these your body and your blood for us somehow. And as we come, O Lord, to the bread and cup, make us your body doing your work in your world for your kingdom. Hear our prayer. Amen. Ours is an open communion. All are welcome to the bread and cup. <clears throat> Phyllis, Carl, will you help us? And as they release you to the bread and cup, okay, take the moment to be with Jesus. Take the moment become more like Jesus. And when you leave here, remember, the only Jesus that some people will ever experience is through you. An avenue to God through Holy Communion. Would you come? broken for you, the blood of Christ shed for you, eat, drink, know the greatest gift that has ever been given, and go in peace. broken for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. Eat, drink, become Jesus. 
doing his work in his world. Go in peace. The body of Christ broken for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. Eat, drink, become the body of Christ doing his work in his world for his kingdom. broken for you, the blood of Christ shed for you, eat, drink, become the body of Christ, doing his work in his world for his kingdom, and go in peace. of Christ broken for you, the blood of Christ shed for you. Take, eat, drink, somehow become the body of Christ, doing his work in his world for his kingdom, and go in peace.
Our closing hymn is 242, if you would stand if you are able. Closing, please join me in the benediction. Jesus, Jesus be, be ruler of our hearts. Let us leave here in the peace of your love. As we have seen and heard your salvation in this holy time, let us share the life-giving news with a world yearning for life and love. Amen. What what Sandy is trying to say is don't rush to leave. <laughs> Amen. 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 Thank you.